What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackleff, and it is Friday, September 4th. This is it, man. This is it. The final podcast of fantasy football draft season. Because next week, when we come back, we will be officially in week one mode. So here we go. We're going to tie a bow on everything that we've learned the last several months. If you have any drafts this weekend, we can use this ammunition. We can use this ammunition for sure. And of course, we have a little bit of news to get to on the show today. Uh, Before I get to that, though, I got to tell you about our sponsor, monkeyknifefight.com. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks. <laughs> that means anybody has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and football, the king. MonkeyNightFight.com has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyNightFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into when you sign up to play. Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports! Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. But seriously, I say it every day. It really is the easiest and best way to help me out. That and rating the show on iTunes. But sign up, promo code RANT, boom. You help me out, the pod keeps going. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Podcasts don't pay for themselves, <laughs> so you can help me out there uh, for sure. So let's get into some of this news here, and uh, well, the probably the biggest news, it's not really that big, is that Adrian Peterson was released by Washington. The football team got rid of the veteran. We'll see if he lands somewhere else. He is not going to be a fantasy factor <laughs> anywhere else. And he wasn't going to be a fantasy factor here. Now, this does open the door for sure for Antonio Gibson. But let's be careful. This is not anointing Antonio Gibson a true three-down back because that's not really what he is. He's a passing down back. They also have J.D. McKissick, who they like in passing down situations. At least that's what they've been saying. Bryce Love is there. And yeah, the immortal Peyton Barber is there as well. The fact that they went with as of now, at least, Barber over Peterson is pretty telling. I do think the Barber's going to have a role early on there, so something to think about. Uh, not getting too out of control with Antonio Gibson. His value stays the same for me. We're looking at him as a seventh-round pick. I love the upside potential in, a, in the seventh round, but I don't want to get too far out you know, over our skis. You know, I think people are too far out over their skis with Zach Moss right now, who's going in the seventh round. Devin Singletary, I've seen slide to the sixth round in some instances. Technically, he's a fifth-round ADP. But, you know, you look at those two guys, Singletary's the better value now. Zach Moss is a little overvalued there. I would, I would be, I, I have a valuation of him in the eighth round. So, anyway, I'll talk more about that in a second. Just to tie a bow on Washington. <sighs> I think that people are going to be disappointed in Antonio Gibson out of the gate because he's got some learning to do, no doubt about it. I still want to take a stab on Bryce Love in the late rounds because it it, it isn't out of the question 
that they somehow open the season with him as the early down runner. It's not out of the question. I think it's a long shot, but it's not out of the question. Uh, so you have that. I'm not moving my valuations on any of these guys because I really didn't think Peterson was going to be that big of a factor anyway. And it's sort of like really swapping out Peterson for the fact that Peyton Barber's hurt. Now, if things happen over the weekend here because we have final cutdowns, then yeah, we'll have to adjust a little bit more dramatically. But as of now, that's where we are. So let's talk about Buffalo. I know the beat really makes people go crazy when the beat says these things like, you know, he's. Devin Singletary is having fumbling issues. Zach Moss could take over the prime as a primary back. That thing, that all that from the athletic. But here's the thing: this is going to be a committee regardless, and we have to know their roles. When you look at sort of almost a change of pace type back, that's more Singletary than than Moss. And I think really the team brought Moss in to be a little bit more of the the early down guy, even though he has capability in the passing game. Whereas Singletary gives you that pop. And that's really kind of what they had with Singletary and Frank Gore. It's just Frank Gore, you know, he's 36 years old last year playing running back in the NFL, which is impressive, but, you know, not enough juice there. And then ultimately, Singletary, I mean, he got the the three-down roll. The problem is, you know, inside the 20, he's not going to be used very heavily, and that's going to stick. I still think with the pop that you get out of him – like, let's say Cam Akers, who now is going in the fifth round, DeAndre Swift, who is going in the sixth round. They flip-flopped in ADP. Let's say they're both off the board. Singletary has fallen to the sixth, and you don't like the other options. I mean, I wouldn't hesitate to take him. I think you're getting a discount on him now at this point, and I like getting discounts. You're paying a premium for Moss at this point. The Buccaneers are cleaning house in terms of their backfield. So they waved Dari Agumbawale. I still don't know why people were all enamored with him. I don't get it. And then they did wave Raymond Calais. So both their passing down guys are out of there. That really essentially now leaves them with this backfield of Fournette, Ronald Jones, LaShawn McCoy, and Keyshawn Vaughn. I could see them keeping all four. I could see Vaughn going to the practice squad as well. So we'll see what ends up happening with him because he's a little bit behind the eight ball. But then again, so is Fournette. So on my XM show this morning, I did play an interview with Bruce Arians. And, um, you know, essentially he – it was him talking about Ronald Jones still having the job. And he said the job is still his. Uh, and he also said, though, when you, when you have the oppor- opportunity to get a really good player like Fournette, you're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, that's the telling thing right here. I don't care what if you say it's Ronald Jones. Of course, it's Ronald Jones' job right now. Leonard Fournette doesn't know the freaking playbook, but eventually he's going to take over. He's going to take over. Now, let's not get ahead of ourselves on that one either because, hey, man, uh, he's a big name, and people love him or hate him. We'll see him there in the fifth or sixth round. Probably fifth round is where I think he'll be drafted, and they're going to draft him. Oh, Leonard Fournette's with the Bucks. I feel like that's a little too tight. I would rather him in the seventh because I know what's going to happen. The people who draft him in the fifth are going to expect a lot out of him. And it could be a month before he's fully integrated into that offense. It could be longer than that. They said they're going to take their time with Fournette. So let's just be careful uh, with Leonard Fournette here this weekend. Uh, Zach Ertz and the Philadelphia Eagles have uh, stopped their contract extension talks. I don't think this is that big of a deal for Ertz fantasy stock, but he's fallen a little bit. I'm seeing him in the fifth round. Man, if Zach Ertz made it to the sixth round, I will take that all stinking day long 
because he is the number one receiver for that team. I mean, there's no wideout who's going to out-target him. Uh, I love me some Dallas Goddard, and in fact, that's sort of the the bargaining, the key bargaining chip there for the Eagles. I mean, because it sounds like they're actually offering him less guaranteed money. This is from Ian Rappaport. Less guaranteed than they had offered him in November. So obviously, that's not what Ertz wants to hear. But I mean, hey, Ertz is going to turn twenty, or he's going to turn thirty this season. You got Dallas Goddard, who is significantly younger than him. You know. And I know that you look at uh, Austin Hooper contract. Austin Hooper is significantly younger than than Zach Ertz, so I don't think this impacts him on the field. I don't think this uh, changes anything for me in terms of his draft stock. I hope he falls. I have a draft this weekend. If Zach Ertz is in in, in the sixth round, it's going to be hard to pass up on him. A lot of volume, a lot of volume, especially with all these wideouts banged up there for Philadelphia. So there you go. The news all set up here. Cut downs for this weekend coming up, uh, and and really we're at the we're the, at the last hurrah. So a couple of things that we've learned this off season in terms of fantasy football drafts, sort of the the final. This is the final we studied for the final here. <laughs> is you know first and foremost rankings good, tiers better, draft board best. And really, the beauty to a draft board is you can take players and move them around. Rankings, sure, you can do that, but it's still very static. Like, I've literally done this the day of drafts, where I'm like, I look at the board. You know, last Saturday I did this. I looked at my board for that 10-team home league that I'm in, and I said, you know what? I don't like where this guy is. And a guy who I actually moved up a little bit on that board, <laughs> glad I did because I got him, is Antonio Gibson. Move them up just a little bit. Move the couple guys down a little bit. And the beauty to the board then is that when you're up, you're not doing that thing where people will do this with rankings. I don't know why, but rankings will promote this. Okay, you're up in five picks. You look down at your rankings. Who's the top guys? Oh, he's still there? Whoever it is, right? Oh my God, he's still there. Wow, I got to get him. He's never getting to you. If you're six picks away, he's never getting to you. And I've seen people fixate on that guy. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's still there. They fixate on that guy. And then when he goes, they're in a panic. You know, I don't know who to get next. The draft board sets it up so that, yeah, that guy goes, all right, well, here's the next three guys who are at the top of the board. Maybe you don't like all of them. You don't have to take all of them. You're going to take one of those guys who's up there. That's what you're doing. That's the beauty to the draft board. And you can make your own draft board based on my my format, really. It's not that that hard. I know there's some DIY drafters out there. You want to do it yourself. It's not that hard, even with like no Excel skills whatsoever. That's what I use to create all of that stuff. It's pretty simple. I don't have some kind of fancy program. So yeah, you can do it yourself. You can do it yourself, no doubt about it. Hey, if you don't want to do it, of course, there's other resources for you and of course we have projections and rankings fully updated at ftnfantasy.com use the promo code rat pack to get 10 percent off little little sale this weekend 10 percent not too shabby that's all right 10 percent i'll take a little discount rat pack is the promo code there so anyway uh that's the big thing now the next thing that i'm seeing is you know, people have keep coming to me with their drafts already, and they say, I don't like how I wound up at, and you name the position. Now, typically, it's either running back or wide receiver. <laughs> Imagine that. Those are the two positions we need to hammer early. 
Remember the draft day checklist. If you haven't seen the draft day checklist, there's a podcast on it. You can go back through the archives here with the the rant. There's also an article at ftnfantasy.com to find all my articles. Just find me on that page. Click my name. You find all the articles. Okay? But the, the goal is get one top 10 running back and get four running backs before you get to double-digit rounds in a normal draft. That means that you don't have to go running back, running back, wide out, running back. Like, you don't have to do that. If your draft doesn't give that to you, then you don't have to do it. Likewise, though, you shouldn't pass up on good value. I had somebody hit me up on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe, of course, and he said, I feel like I'm thin at running back. I feel like I missed at running back. And I looked at the board, and if you want to tweet me your board, you can do so. Picks or it didn't happen. And... I saw that in the fourth round, he passed on Todd Gurley. And he took a wideout who should have went after. I don't have the wideout here. But, you know, this is off the top of my head. But it was pretty clear, like, Todd Gurley in the fourth round was was a reasonably good value. And I know, probably passed on him because Todd Gurley negative stigma. But really, wasn't a bad, wouldn't have been a bad pick in that spot. Because the guy ended up basically going hybrid, uh, modified zero RB, and didn't like how he how he ended up a running back. It isn't sexy. Those running backs in that tier aren't. But there's good values to be had. I took Le'Veon Bell in the fifth round in a draft two nights ago. Do I love it? No! But I'll take it. You're going to leave Le'Veon Bell there in the fifth round. You, you best believe I'm going to take it. So it doesn't have to be sexy. Focus on your board. Your board will tell you who the top guy is in that range. Focus on getting that value in the early rounds, first five rounds. Get that value. And really do your best to avoid the temptation of Lamar and Mahomes. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what your scoring format is. If you're in a six-point passing touchdown league, if you're in a half-point per completion league, it doesn't matter because those apply to every single player at the position. So, yes, it may change your rankings at the position. You know, for example, in a half point per completion, yeah, Tom Brady looks pretty freaking good to me, and guys like Josh Allen don't, but I'm still not going to draft them any earlier than I ordinarily would. You know, I had a caller ask me, what was the earliest, what's the earliest you would draft a quarterback in a half point completion league? And I said, I don't know, like the eighth or ninth round. And I thought I hit this dude's head must have fallen off. He's like, what? 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 Really? I was like, yeah, I mean, they may score a lot of points, but everybody at the position scores a lot of points. So don't do that to yourself. When you should adjust, your, your base strategy is not based on the scoring. It's based on the starting spots. So if you add or take away teams, you're adding or taking away starting positions. Right, If you're in a 10-team league, you don't need to draft a quarterback until the very end, and you really probably don't need to draft a tight end until the very end. I waited. I had I had a 10-teamer this week, a little family league, waited, got Dan Dimes. Cool. Got my upside guy. I don't even need to get a safe guy in that league because the waiver wire is going to be chock full in a 10-teamer. 12-teamer, I would have got an upside guy. 14-teamer, now I'm sliding up a little bit more. I don't think I'm into the Russell Wilson area just yet, but if Josh Allen falls, I'm going to go after Josh Allen. If Tom Brady falls a little bit, yes, you best believe. 
I don't think I would go after Matty Ice, but I would go after Carson Wentz. If they're there in the right, right spot, 14 and 16 teamer, because now you've added more starting spots because there are more teams. So you dilute the waiver wire that much more. Now it makes it a little bit more important to have a quarterback. Or if you add a super flex or two quarterback, yes. Now you have to adjust your strategy. My strategy in those leagues is simple. Wait until 10 quarterbacks are drafted, then get two quarterbacks, typically in back-to-back rounds, uh, you know, in between rankings 10 and 20 on your board. Sometimes that's in round four. Sometimes it's in round seven. It really depends on your draft, but you just have to pay attention to that. Then get your third quarterback after 20 quarter, 24 quarterbacks are, are gone. And you know that depends on where that is as well. Shoot for upside with that third quarterback. This is the other big thing. Your draft isn't about you. It's about what's going on around you. And if you are not paying attention to what everybody else is doing and you're solely focused on who is on the board when you're picking and your moves and your moves alone, you're going to get outplayed. The old phrase in poker, you can't spot that, that sucker at the table. Well, you are the sucker. If you're not paying attention to what everybody else is doing around you, you're the sucker. Pay attention. All it takes is a couple tick marks. Honestly, that's all I do. Keep it simple, stupid, right? All I do, a couple tick marks, that's it. That's it. And I pay attention, know what they're doing. Know, two things I'm noting during a, a draft are what the teams are doing by position and then how many quarterbacks have been drafted. That's really it. And the beauty of the quarterback thing is, you know, how many quarterbacks have been drafted, you know, especially in a two quarterback league, but I'll even do it in a one quarterback league. Eventually you stop paying attention to that. And really eventually you'll stop paying attention to what everybody else is doing as well. It's really a big factor in the early and middle rounds more so than in the late rounds, but you get such an edge by doing so. I would also recommend a little psychological warfare. (laughs) I have talked about this before. I didn't get into it that much on the pod but psychological warfare is very powerful in fantasy football uh this could be something as simple as if you have somebody skittish like say you have somebody you're at five they're at four and you don't want them to take camara i wouldn't talk directly to them about camara because that's like a dead giveaway but if right before your draft starting maybe you're sitting there chatting with somebody else within earshot of the guy at number four and you just start saying, you know, hey, he, he still hasn't signed that deal. Do you, do you think they're, do you think they're going to trade him? Man, I don't know. I, he's such a good fit in that offense. If he goes elsewhere, man, I, I don't know. I don't want any piece of that. If he falls to me, I'm not going to take him. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe the last one. Maybe the last part is a little over the top. But you get what I'm saying. Psychological warfare. Get in that dude's head. I was notorious for this back in the day, so much so that it stopped, I stopped using this move. So here was the move. I would tell people flat out who I was going to draft, like in the first round, and I never drafted who I said I was going to draft. <laughs> Eventually, it stopped working. Eventually, it's like, yeah, Ratcliffe, he'll never tell you what he's going to do. He's always going to tell you. He's lying. <laughs> all right, I had a little Bruce Arians in me, all right? Psychological warfare. Use it to your advantage. Use it to your advantage. I mean, otherwise, that's the big stuff, man. Don't draft those onesies too early. You don't need a defense. A lot of people ask me, well, who's the defense I'd take for week one if I start streaming? I mean, hey, with Haskins under center, got to be the Eagles for me. They may get drafted, though. I mean, I'm obviously looking at the Chargers. They may they'll get drafted, too. I took the Chargers uh, as a week one streamer, basically, in the league 
that I did this past weekend. So those would be a couple. I, I think that's a great pathway, right? You know, just to start the streaming right away. You know, let the games begin. Otherwise, I mean, that's that. The big other thing is you don't need to make any trades right now. You don't. You don't. You drafted these guys for a reason. You drafted them for a reason. We don't need to make trades. Let's 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 let the season play out a little bit before. And I guess the final point that I should make, if you are not, not satisfied with your roster, see, thinking that you need to make trades probably not the right direction if you're not satisfied with your roster like the first thing that you should be doing is not thinking of all the trades you should make it's really going to your draft board looking at the draft board and evaluating where you made mistakes oh Todd Gurley was there yeah I don't love him but yeah he probably would have made my team a little bit more well-rounded or whatever it is and then after you evaluate here's the key step this is very important write it down Write it down because between now and August of next year, that's a long freaking time. So the mistakes that you, you realize you made now, you're not going to remember. You're going to remember 10% of that crap. Write it down. I used to do this. I, I would write it in a you know Microsoft Word file and, and I would title the file, read this before you draft. And I put it you know basically where I save everything else draft or fantasy related. Read this before you draft. And it would tell me about the mistakes I made the, the previous year. If you don't write it down, you're going to forget it all. And especially if you don't practice drafting a lot, you're going to continue to make the same silly mistakes year in and year out if you don't write it down. If you don't evaluate and write it down, you're going to forget it. Take a look. Even if you think you had a, gr- a really good draft, take a look and see what you could have done if everything was perfect. And make notes of that. Sometimes you just can't help it. Sometimes you just can't help it. But, you know, there are a lot of instances where you're going to see stuff and you'll be like, you know what, next year, yeah, I should probably think about that. Write it down, baby. Write it down. All right, that is it. The final podcast of Fantasy Football Draft Season. It is episode 52. I I don't know if I planned that. I didn't. I didn't plan that. But it is episode 50. So that went quick. (laughs) That went very quick. Anyway, uh, hey, ftnfantasy.com. Go check it out. If you haven't signed up already, what are you waiting for? Promo code RANT. Check it out. 10% off with that promo code this weekend only. Uh, Of course, I appreciate everybody reviewing the show wherever you can review it. iTunes especially is appreciated. We want to get to 1,000. 1,000 reviews. We're working our way there. So if you haven't reviewed the show, go hit it up. iTunes. Easiest way to do so is, hey, if you have the app on an iPhone, Open the app up, find my pod, scroll to the bottom, click the stars. You're done. That easy. Review it wherever else you can review it. Review it on Spotify. Review it on Bathroom Walls. I don't care. Just review it. Thank you. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side of the weekend. Enjoy the holiday if you're in the U.S. If you aren't, well, just enjoy the darn weekend. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. <laughs>